You are listening to the Hope Church Weekly Message Podcast. Hope Church is located in Cleburne, Texas and meets on Sundays. Pastor Todd and the preaching team desire for this message to bring life in a dark world. For more information about Hope Church, visit HopeChurchCleburne.com. So today is the Sunday before we start fasting. Everybody excited? Now, I don't want to hear any complaining because my birthday is on Tuesday and we start on, and I'm fasting sweets. So what we're looking for, what we're looking for in this series is we want to go from good to great. We're not just looking for staying in the shallow end. We're looking to go into the deep end. How many of y'all were scared growing up? You know, your, your parents would allow you to go into the deep end. Your parents would allow you to stay in the shallow end, but there was that one day that you had to go to the deep end. I remember we used to go to a, a private pool uh, back in the day. And at this private pool there on Summercrest, there in Burleson, you had, to, uh, you had to do a test. And you had to test to prove if you could live in the deep end. Okay. Now, you had to tread water, I believe, for 30 seconds, which doesn't seem like a long time until you're treading water for 30 seconds. Then you had to swim two laps across the pool and prove that you could swim. And I think sometimes, I think we're sometimes spiritually, we're satisfied with staying in the shallow end because we're afraid the test that will come in the deep end. Now, guys, I'm here to tell you, Fasting is where the test in the deep end come. It's not going to be easy, but in the deep end, you get to go down the slide. In the deep end, you get to jump off the diving board. In the deep end, you get to do the flips off the diving board. In the shallow end, you're still in the pool, but you're not having that much fun. And so what I, my challenge for you guys is let's go to the deep end. Stop walking in that childish faith where, you know, my kids, they're, they range from eight to one and most of them hang out in the, in the shallow end and, and Noah's starting, he's eight now, he's starting to get into the deep end a little bit, but let us not have such a faith that we're scared to take that one step into the deep end. You know, we get right there to the edge, you know, in the pool and, and it goes and it, it slides down to the deep end. We get right at that edge and we're like, oh, 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 and we're afraid. But these next 21 days, starting tomorrow, God's ready to come up behind you and go, swim. So what does it mean to fast? Grab your Bibles, go to Matthew chapter 6, 16 through 18. I want to encourage you today. If you don't have the Hope Church app, please download it. There's a couple things that I'm going to point to today in the app. Uh, that I want you to follow along. We're going to be doing a reading plan throughout the fast on the YouVersion Bible app. Uh, and the link for that will be in the Hope Church app. So you can grab your Bible and use your phone as a companion. That's fine with me. If you like the paper Bible, all good with me. Um, but I want you to follow along. So first we're going to start with Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. This is Jesus's instructions when fasting. Now we're very good. In fact, the, the staff and I were complaining about what we were going to fast on. Uh, Tina's going to have to do without her Wally Wahlberg for a few weeks. Uh, 
Uh, some of them are doing, a lot of them are doing without sweets and carbs. I'm going without sweets in my diet, Dr. Peppers. <laughs> I know you think that's not going to be easy, but, uh, or that's going to be hard, not hard, but it's, it's going to be hard. Uh, you know, y'all pray for Justin, Teresa and, and Grant because they're going to need it. Uh, because they're not going to be on carbs, so they're going to be in bad mood too. So it's not going to be But here's Jesus' instructions when we fast. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. For they disfigure their face, that their face may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they receive their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. So get up, wash your face, do your hair. Ladies, put on your makeup. Don't be goobing around. That you, if you wear makeup, if you don't, wash your face. That your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your father who is in secret. And your father who's seen in secret will reward you. Guys, the whole point of fasting is that you have the, you make the sacrifice, but you do it in secret so that your reward will be in public. The things we do for God, we war in the secret, but God exalts us in the public. You understand that? And so today, I'm going to unfold. What are we asking God for? What are we asking God for? That's the title of today's message. These next 21 days, what are we asking God for? Now, there is a portion on the app that you can press email, that you can email these five points to you. The reason I wanted you to download the app and email these points to you is because as you're praying, I want you to pray through these points. But I'm gonna explain them and talk through them so that when you pray, you'll have in your mind what we're praying for. And your friends that aren't here go, hey, you should probably go listen to the podcast or catch it on Facebook Live so you know what we're praying for, okay? So number one, We're praying that you grow deeper in our walks with God. We pray that we grow deeper in our walk with God. Colossians 2.7 says, let your roots grow into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will go strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. You know, we're asking to go deeper. We're not just satisfied with the shallow end. But what I'm saying is, notice I talked about earlier in my illustration. We wanna go into the deep end, but what what comes with the deep end? With the deep end comes risks. In the deep end, we have the risk of drowning. But going deeper takes risk, but it also takes work. You have to learn how to swim. You have to learn how to put one arm over the other, kick your feet. And even harder, you have to learn how to, you have to learn how to tread water because you're actually kicking your feet and treading, it's, it's two separate motions. And most people can't do it. Your drummers can, because they're used to all four of their appendages doing different things at different times. But for the normal person, kicking and doing this takes a lot of brain power. But what I'm saying to you today is you will never grow deeper in your walk with God if you stay in the shallow end. That's my quote. You will never grow deeper in your walk with God if you stay in the shallow end. Now guys, unfortunately, 
in American Christianity, we love to stay in the shallow end because the shallow end is comfortable. I'll take it even a step further. In American Christianity, we not only like to be in the shallow end, we like to be in the hot tub where we don't even have to move. Just, oh, put the jet right there in the middle of the back. Oh, yeah. That's American Christianity. We don't want any risk and we want all of the reward. We don't want any of the risk, but we want all of the reward. But you see, if you read the Bible, I'll say it as Pastor Justin always say, if you have a Bible and you read it, don't you say that all the time? (laughs) Yes, okay. You'll see that great risk happens when we go deeper in our walk with him. American Christianity wants to stay in the hot tub, but God wants us to go swim in the deep end. I'll take it even a step further. God doesn't want you to just swim in the deep end. He wants to swim in the ocean. How many of you have ever swum in the ocean and you're swimming against the current and you're like, I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) I'm swimming like this and I got nothing because the current's so powerful. But what do you have to be? What kind of swimmer do you have to be to swim in the ocean? You have to be a strong swimmer. So what I'm saying is if you want to go deeper, you got to learn how to swim strong. So the first thing we're praying for is we're praying that we all grow deeper in our walk with God. Because if we go deeper together, what do you think our depth's going to be like at church? Did y'all feel that depth a little bit ago when we sang that one song? It always didn't like worship. You get to that one song. It's not for a minute. You're like, Yes. The Holy Spirit just walked in the room, right? When really he was here the whole time, your heart just got conditioned enough. <laughs> that, that now you can, because I'm here to tell you that the band is my witness. It, it fell in the band rehearsal too. Uh, so he was here long before you got here. Long before some of you woke up, because some of you were like, well, got to get to church, put my shoes on. Because we we in band rehearsal, today we were done about 8.15. So I'm here to report the Lord was in this place by 8 a.m. at least. But what I want you to understand is if we grow deeper together, imagine how much deeper we can go as a church. Because this is a collective thing here. The deeper we go in our worship, we can only go as deep as the shallowest person. You know what I mean? And so if, if you'll go a little deeper with us, the rest of us can go a little deeper. You feel me? So quit bringing us down. <laughs> they laugh, but I'm not really joking. <laughs> Number two, the second thing we're praying for is we're praying for increased influence. Increased influence. Now, We're not just praying for increased influence for the church. We're praying for increased influence in your life. Now, let me tell you a story about a man that we can all take a lesson from. His name is Joseph. And his story is found in the book of Genesis. Now, Joseph had a man, he, he had an amazing technicolor dream coat. It was a rainbow coat. In fact, if Joseph existed today, we would be a little worried about his masculinity. But he wore a very colorful coat. And his brother... Oh, okay. Okay. I'm stepping in places I shouldn't. I won't do this next service because we'll be on the live feed. But Joseph, Joseph, 
Y'all should come for the noon service. It just goes off the rails by the noon service. <laughs> I'm on my best behavior at 10.30, but noon, it's just like, eh, whatever. I've done this two times. Who cares? So, no, really, well, I'm, I'm not kidding. <laughs> so Joseph, his brothers, sold him into slavery. Now, that would make him bitter, don't you think? You think, it, you think you'd be very bitter if your brother sold you into slavery? How about if you finally got to a place of influence. He was a slave at one of the high-ranking officials' house. And his wife thought he was pretty good looking. Joseph, that is. And so what she did is she made a pass at him. Now, the man of the house wasn't home. He was away at war. So Joseph could have done whatever he wanted. But he had what we call integrity. He did the right thing when no one was looking. We call that spiritual maturity. And what Joseph did is he not only resisted, he ran away. When there was temptation, he didn't, he didn't go towards temptation. He ran away as fast as he could. You know what happened? The wife told a story about him and Joseph ended up in jail. Would you be bitter about that? But Joseph wasn't. So later, the Pharaoh had a dream. And he was asking, who, who knows this dream? So, so Joseph came and interpreted the dream. And guess what? Because he was in tune with the spirit, the Lord spoke to him and told him what the meaning of the dream was. There was a famine coming. And, and guess what? Joseph was right. And so what I'm saying to you guys is... We gain increased influence not by doing what the world does. The world punches our, our, pounds our chest and says, look how awesome we are. But God raises us up when we are humble and do the right things when no one is looking. Joseph didn't get bitter and did the right things when no one was around, them to, around him to see it. But you know who saw it? God. And what did God do? God honored him. And you see what God did in Genesis 41, 41 through 43. And it says, and Pharaoh said to Joseph, see, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. He went from a slave to all the land of Egypt. How did he do that? By being humble. And doing the right things when no one was looking. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring from his hand and put it on Joseph's hand. Clothed him in a garment of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. Flavor, Flav. And some of you got that. Yeah. Was there a clock on the chain? Uh, and he made him ride in a second chariot. The young kids are like, who's Flavor, Flav? And uh, just Google it. Well, they're in Sunday school right now, so you don't know who Flavor Flav is? Oh, don't Google it. Okay. And, and they called out before him, bow the knee. Thus, he set him over all the land of Egypt. Joseph deserved to be mad at the world, but he stayed faithful. We gain influence in God's kingdom when we stay faithful. So what I'm telling you is don't be driven by hurt. Be driven by the call of God on your life. Joseph knew that God had destined him for great things.
but he wasn't going to be hurt and bitter because he knew that would take him nowhere. So the first thing we're praying for is that we would grow deeper in our walk with God. Number two, we're praying for increased influence like Joseph. And number three, we pray that God would grow in us a heart of service. Grow in us a heart of service. Mark 10, 43 through 45 says, but it shall not be among you, but whoever would be great among you must be your servant. And whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. For even the son of man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Now, what we're praying for is that you would develop a heart of serving in your church that you would develop a heart of serving people where you work, and that you would develop a heart towards service in your community. Now, y'all know the, the great prophet, Ricky Bobby. Um, he says what? If you ain't first, you're last. Well, let me, let me tell you how Jesus says it. He says, to be first is to be last. To be first is to be last. And guys, you'll see in God's kingdom, who does he exalt? He doesn't exalt the person in high places. He exalts the humble. You know, one thing I, I tell staff and leaders, and, and I get the opportunity to teach a lot of leaders, is I tell people, I know someone's not ready for ministry until they can stack chairs and clean toilets. When they can stack chairs and clean toilets, then they're ready to preach, but not before. Because if they can't handle stacking in chairs and cleaning toilets, that's the worst part of the church. Because let me tell you, you a bunch of dirty people, okay? I, I'm telling you, okay? It looks like, I don't know what happens to these chairs when you're in them, but sometimes it looks like somebody died on them. And I'm like, how did this happen? How did somebody die? But if, if the people learn not, to, if the staff and pastors-to-be learn not to be bitter when they're stacking chairs... Or cleaning out toilets because you're like, how can a person use that much toilet paper? Or even better, why does a person put toilet paper in a urinal? Ladies, just so you know, you don't do that, okay? I had to fish it out with a toilet, with a, with a coat hanger. And, and pee had been sitting there all week. Okay, happy, yeah. That's what it's like to be a pastor. They say, oh, I'd love to preach. Yeah, well... Fish, fish toilet paper out of urinal with, with urine that's been sitting there for a week. That's pastoring. So what I'm praying, what I'm praying is that you guys develop the heart of service. Because it's, it's the moment that we become the slave that God can raise us to the highest places. Because if your heart is not ready, when you get into those high places, you won't be able to handle it. The list, is, the list is long of men that have abused power. The list is short of great leaders. You know why? Because people pursue the leadership. And Jesus says, be, be a slave. So number one, we're praying that God would grow us deeper in our walk with him. Number two, increased influence. Number three, grow in our heart of service. And number three, breakthrough. Four, excuse me. I usually only have three points. I can't go past three. A good preacher can only count to three. <laughs> Number four, I'm in uncharted territory, guys. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what to do with my hands. I'm, we're praying for breakthrough. Breakthrough. 
2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 4 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we are raging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. Guys, what I'm telling you is if you want breakthrough, you can't just war in the flesh. You have to war in the spirit. That's why we want to fast. Because you are putting your flesh to bed and saying, you know what? I want spiritual things more than I want cake. I want spiritual things more than I want TV. I want spiritual things more than I want food. And guys, I love that song. I know a breakthrough is coming. I've been singing that about this fast the whole time. Because I know many of you have never fasted before. But I know that if you will take these 21 days and press in, God will do some big things for you. Yeah, and I, and I think of that song, do it again. I see you move. You move the mountains, not the hills, the mountains. And I believe, I believe, I'm going to see you what? Do it again. He's going to do it again. Guys, I wish I could tell you all the mountains that he's moved for this church. I wish I could tell you all the mountains that he's moved in my life in this time. And guys, if, if the Bible says that he can move those mountains again, you better buckle your seatbelt because we're in for a big ride. You know, I, I, did a, I did a video this week, and if you're on Facebook, you would see it. Um, but go back to my timeline. I shared it. I did a video for the North Texas Loan Fund. And he asked me, you know, what was it like working with the loan fund? And I told a story about having to build this middle building. Now, many of you are not with me. You don't know day to day what goes through my head. But I was praying when we turned in our financials that they wouldn't laugh at us and they would take us seriously enough to consider giving us a loan to build a building because we desperately needed it. On a rainy day such as today, many of you don't remember, half of the church used to park on the grass because we didn't have enough parking for you to park. Welcome to the good old days. I used to have to require the staff to park in the spots that I knew had puddles because I didn't want you to park there because I was afraid you'd get stuck because you'd hot dog and, you know, but, but I said, and some of you, as soon as we had a mound of dirt, you drove your, you drove your Jeeps up there. I'm not looking at you. You're over here. <laughs> your haircut looks good, by the way. Uh, <laughs> But I thought, I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to get that phone call. And they're going to say, I'm sorry. You can't do it. But you know what? I got the phone call and they said, okay, when do we start? And then I go, whoa. You ever had God tell you yes when you thought he was going to tell you no, but then you don't have a, you don't have a plan after that? You're like, well, crap. I guess I got to talk to the elders about it now. <laughs> Which we'd been talking but, but then it's like, uh-oh, now we got to get serious. Then we bring it before you guys and you're like, you're crazy. I'm like, I've been through all this, okay? It's just time you just get up here and let's go with this, all right? And now what do we have? We have a building and people can park on pavement. Praise the Lord. I see you move. You can move the mountains. Imagine what's the next mountain he's going to move for us. 
Imagine if he can move that for us, imagine what mountains he can move in your life. Because I'm here to tell you, that was a half million dollar mountain. And, you know, to some of you, I know half million dollars doesn't seem like a, a lot. But when you don't have anything, a half million dollars is a lot of money. We don't have anything, $10 is a lot of money, right? And guys, if you want breakthrough, you have to start hammering. I think of ice. And if you want to break through the ice, what do you got to start doing? You can't just sit there and go, that ice is thick. But that's what we do most of the time. We go, that ice is thick. Justin, come here. Get up. That ice is thick, isn't it? Yes. What are we going to do? Hammer it? Hmm. No, you would say, oh. I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Oh. We'll, we'll do better second service. Go sit down. <laughs> we didn't plan this. <laughs> but that's what we do. We got our friends. We got our friends in this ice thick, and they're like, yep. I don't know what you're going to do. Yep. I feel, and then many times they give you a hug. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that ice is so thick. Right? And we feel bad for each other when all we got to do is get that, get that chisel and that, that hammer and just start what? Just start hammering. Quit looking at there. Quit looking at your obstacle and start hammering. All right. I know a breakthrough is coming. Let's see if I can do this right this time. Number one, grow deeper in your walk with God. Number two, increased influence. Number three, we're praying for, that God would grow in you a heart of service. Number four, we're praying for breakthrough. And number five, we're praying for financial increase. Oh, they got excited about that one. All right. They're like, breakthrough, but give me more money. Woo! Right? Proverbs 3, 9 through 10 says, honor the Lord with your wealth. And with the first fruits of all your produce, then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bustling or bursting with wine. That's a long way back there. But guys, if you want to have increase, you have to be blessable. If you want to have increase, you have to be blessable. Let me put it to you from a kid's standpoint, right? We love to bless our kids. But if our kid is acting a fool, staying out too late, not coming home when they're supposed to, not answering the phone when we call them, do we want to give them anything? No. no. I want you to stay in your room and I want you to realize how hard your life can be if you cross me, right? I could take you out of this world. I'll make another one that looks just like you. I've proved it four times. But we expect, we do this with our kids, but we expect God to bless us when we are not blessable. We expect God to bless us when we're acting a fool. We expect God to bless us when we just spend our money on frivolous things. And we say, God, bless me. And we're looking at our kids going, I know why your life is so hard. If you just listen to me, it'd get better. And God's looking at us going, if you just listen to me, I could open the floodgates of heaven, right? Okay. Now, never, when I pray for this church, when I want God to bless us with more finances, never do I pray, Lord, bless the church with finances. What do I pray? I pray, bless the people with money. 
Because I know if he blesses you, that is the funnel in which the money comes to the church. It comes through you. So you have to have increase for us to have increase here. Does that make sense? So when I'm saying I'm praying for more financial increase, I'm praying for you. I want you to get that raise you've been waiting on a whole time, a long time. I want you to, to get that new job that you've been looking for. I want you to get that breakthrough that you've been waiting for the whole time. But guys, what I want you to understand is how can we expect God to give us financial increase when our desire is for selfish things? How can you expect God to give us increase when they're like, man, I'd like to have a third car. I only need two, but I'd like to have three. Why? I don't know. I just want another car. So, so why do we expect God to bless us if we weren't, if we aren't doing what we're called to do with it anyway? Now I'm, I'm going to do a, a message this is a preview of a message I have in a few weeks. I'm not going to tell you when it is because you'll whine and not come to church because we're talking about money that day. But um, you laugh, but I'm being serious. Uh, but what I want you guys to understand is our money is a window into our hearts. If we can break the chains of our finances, God can break anything else in our lives. It's that selfish heart that we have to break. It's that selfish heart. They say, pastor, you can talk about anything, but don't talk about my money. Well, that's what I need to talk about then. Cause that's what bothers you the most. But what I want you guys to understand is through this fast, I want you guys to get your heart in the right place so that God can bless you. I want everyone in this room to be blessed, but I know that God can't bless you until you are blessable. I know that's not a word, but is it? Is it really a word? I thought it wasn't. The ability of being blessed. Okay. Yes. Just what I thought English. I English. Yes. I tell the staff all the time. So it's in theology, not English. So, so what does this mean for us? I try to turn this off just a second. No, got it. There it is. I'll have this down by the second service, I'm sure. <laughs> so today I had five points, but I'm only, I only have two questions. My first question is, are you ready to go into the deep end? Are you ready? Because we've, we've put the deep end out there before you. Now, I'm here to tell you, I'm not going to go to each and every one of your houses when you're standing at the deep end and just come up behind you and go, I'm not going to do that. I know that God is going to do something great in the lives of those who will go with us. And I know those that don't go with us, they're going to miss out and I don't feel bad for you. So here's what we're going to do. Through this time, I'm going to ask you to fast one thing. If you don't know what to fast, I want to encourage you, if you weren't here last week, go back and listen to my message. I talk in depth on things that we can fast, what we can do, um, 
I'm fasting sweets and my diet drinks. You've got to do something that you actually, that will actually hamper your normal day to life. Because when you want to do that, what are you supposed to do? Pray. Okay. And here's what I want you to do as well. I want you to get your app. It's my phone. There it is. Okay. Go to, we'll do it together. Pull it up. And then go to my sermon notes. The phone never works as fast as we need it. So go to, in the bottom, right next to home, there is notes. Scroll down to the bottom. I can't see it. It says, Awakening 21 and Fasting Devo. Hit that. And it takes you right to it. And it'll say, Accept an Invitation. I want you to read along with us on the YouVersion app. I don't want you to just read along. We start tomorrow, so don't start today. Some of you get excited and start early, but start tomorrow. And there is a, so tomorrow there is a, there is a devotional, Romans 12, 11 through 12, and then there's a talk it over. I would like for you to say something in the talk it over. You know why I want you to say something and talk it over? Many times what other people are learning and going through, it affects us as well. I love going back and looking at what God is saying to you. So during this 21 day fast, we're going to do this. Now, this Wednesday is the last Wednesday of groups, but the next Wednesday, is it this Wednesday, right? It is. I think it is. Yeah. This is the last Wednesday of groups. Then the next Wednesday, we're going to have a saturate where we go deeper in our walk with each other together. Am I? So two more weeks of small groups. So the last Wednesday of the fast, which is the? So ninth, 29th? No, 9th is the, I think it's the 26th, right? I really should look at this. Just a second. Bear with us. Do, 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 do. Yes, 26th is we're going to do a saturate. That's the last Wednesday of the fast. And we're going to go, yeah, we're going to go deeper in our walk and deeper together. Then the Wednesday after that, which is March 4th, we're going to have a testimony and baptism time. It's going to be fun. We're going to have people get baptized. And we're going to hear your testimonies of what God did during your fast. That's how much faith we have. We have put in a time because we know that God is going to do things big in your fast. We've already planned the time to celebrate. So if you'd like to be baptized, go to your app, go to the calendar, scroll down to March 4th and hit register for the event. And you can sign up on a Google form to be baptized and to let us know and we'll get in contact with you about getting baptized on that Wednesday night. And so that's the fast. We have this planned and I want you to see the fact that we have already planned that God's going to do big things. We are expectant of God to show up. So my second and last point is the band comes back. Or I think it's Paul and Grant come back. Yeah. You're starting on the bridge of do it again, remember? Oh, okay. Do you want something big in your life? Do you want something big? Are you ready to go to the deep end? 
Is this shallow end stuff? I mean, the shallow end's cool. Everybody loves a good hot tub, but who doesn't like to go do backflips off the diving board? Amen. Who doesn't want to go down the water slide? You can't do that in the shallow end because you'll bump your head and things get bad. But guys, God has big things for you. Will you go with me on these 21 days? Ronnie, hit the lights, please, sir. Now, just a minute, our prayer team's going to be here. Prayer team, would you go ahead and get in place? And I want you to take this next five minutes. We got five minutes. Then I'll send you on your way. So give me five minutes of focus. If you haven't decided already what you're going to do with your fast, I want you to, to ask the Lord in these five minutes. Now, if you need some prayer, our prayer team's in place. We'd love to pray with you. But these next five minutes, I want, to, I want you to prepare your heart and ask the Lord, given these five points, what, what big things are we looking for today or this 21 days? And I want you to get ready for all the big things that God has. So let's pray. Jesus, Lord, we just thank you today that you are an amazing God. Lord, I pray as we stand in on the, the ledge of the deep end, Lord, I pray that you would just help us to jump. I know that many of us in this place... I'm asking them to do something that they've never done and they're probably not very comfortable with it, but that's just where we need to be. You have some great things ahead of us in these 21 days. And Lord, I just pray that you would do it again. Help us not to be satisfied with the mundane but help us to go deeper with you. Lord, we just thank you and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen.